you know, most interested in watching for it, I, I haven't seen them yet, are, you know, the governor's um, proposals about uh, criminal justice reform, you know, basically the supposed criminal justice reform where they passed four years ago where they basically just gutted the, the criminal penalties. <laughs> um, and so I think that's going to be interesting to, to see if there's any sort of uh, give there from the Democrats. Um, so, you know, I think that kind of the tenor of the session is, uh, you know, you've got the Democrats obviously in a dominant position in the legislature, but they don't have two thirds in both houses, which means they have to get the Lombardo to sign off on stuff. And so I, I think you're just going to kind of see it come to a wash in many times where, you know, Democrats aren't going to be able to push anything too crazy outside of things like education spending, but Republicans are, are going to be stymied as well. So, uh, I'm, you know, I think that we're just going to kind of see, you know, potentially a boring session up until the last the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, when everyone starts really negotiating. And then it'll be a sprint to the finish line and all kinds of stuff will be getting done at, at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that's what it always happens. It's like, you know, you, you've got the 12-year-old the, the and you're like, why don't you do anything until the day before it's due? And then you've got the, you know, the legislators. <laughs> why don't you do anything before the, before the week before until, you know, until the week before it's due? And, you know, that's just, that's just human nature. I mean, deadlines produce, produce action. And, and I think we're going to see that with the legislature. Um, I'm, I'm just curious uh, if you think uh, voter integrity will even, even get a sniff of a chance of, of passing. No, not anything substantive. I, I don't think that's something the Democrats, you know, are interested in. I don't think they think that's something they they need to do. Um, you know, the you know, if you, <laughs> they like the election system just fine, right? They keep they keep waiting, so uh, they're they're happy with it. Never mind all the obvious vulnerabilities. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to be putting forward anything. I mean, I think it's still a good idea to push it. I mean, I don't. I think. Even if you don't think you're going to pass legislation, showing voters, hey, this is what we stand for, this is what we need, uh, I think there's power in that and, and making it obvious that, oh, and these people don't agree, right? Like uh, things like voter ID is, you know, like a 75% issue in the polls. It's a good issue to talk about and to be running to be running on. So the more, the more you can bring the issue to the forefront, the better, even if it's not going to pass the time. I want to ask you about uh... – SB 96, uh, it is uh, Democrats wanting to increase property taxes by 8%. I thought the governor said we've, we've got all this, we're, we're flush with cash, and we don't need any tax increases, and now the Democrats are talking about tax increases? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? When the, when the appetite is insatiable, it's, it's never enough. And so, you know, there's long been a push by local governments to uh, to either, you know, limit the the uh the property tax caps or, or do things to restrict the growth and you know the limp you know right now nevada limits how much property tax revenue can grow year over year three percent for a, a, a homeowner's home or eight percent for commercial or rental properties uh and so you know there's there's a big push of well that limits how much money we have to spend um and democrats democrats have long many democrats have long um wanted to, to gut those property tax caps. And so it, it doesn't surprise me to see this. I, I don't think it's going to you know, be signed by Governor Lombardo. And I I hope they bring it up. I hope they, they talk about it and talk about their love of raising property taxes, especially at a time of falling property tax values. <laughs> um, I, I think that would be great. 
I want to ask you about a bill. It's one of those crazy bills that Democrats come up with from time to time. Uh, this is SB 162, uh, written by uh, Melanie Sh- uh, Scheibel. Um, and she wants to place polling places in county jails. Is that is that a good use of taxpayer dollars? Now, really? <laughs> that is incredible. I have not seen that. That is uh, well, check it out. SB one sixty two. I will have to. That is incredible. I mean, talk about talk about the people you don't want voting. You know. <laughs> no, no, but 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 just the appeal to the people in jail. Uh, we'll let you, we'll let the criminals out of jail. All right, you got my vote. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it just, it's just uh, bizarre, and it's the stuff the Democrats come up with. If you give them long enough, you give them a year uh, without a session to think about some of these crazy things, um, they, they'll, they'll do that. Uh, one thing one thing I do want to get to, and we'll get to it coming up after the break, uh, and that is a new presidential poll, Harvard-Harris. And uh, some of the findings are a little surprising uh, at the presidential level relative to the Republicans. Uh, you know, what about DeSantis? What about uh, Pence and Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo and people like that? Marco Rubio, uh, Little Hands, uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, we, we will get to that and a whole lot more coming up. Uh, stay with us. More to come. Victor Jake's uh, going to stay over another segment, and uh, we'll do that and more coming up on AM 670 KMZQ. KMCQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Well, at 1230, as I uh, check out the traffic cams, you can tell there are fewer vehicles on the road today with the uh, President's Day holiday. But we still have some problems on the roadways. Uh, Got a few crashes. Eastbound Bonanza, that's at Lamb. Eastbound Patrick at Eastern, near the Walmart there. Uh, injury incident, that's Orville at Spring Mountain. And do watch for that congestion on Interstate 15 southbound. It begins around Flamingo, and you'll have reduced speeds up to about Tropicana or Russell. And then it picks up again there on uh, Interstate 15 southbound. And on the Southern Beltway, 215 westbound at Gibson, you'll touch the brakes there. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip, I'm Bob Stitch with this KMZQ Sports Flash. This update brought to you by My Auto Service. College Hoops Sunday, Boise State beat UNLV 73-69. to The running Rebels dropped to 5-10 and in the Mountain West, 16-11 and overall. Boise State 21-6, 11-3 in the conference. Marcus Shaver with 19 points. E.J. Harkless led the running Rebels with 14 points. Boise State runs its winning streak to three in a row. They're chasing 12-2 San Diego State in the conference. The Aztecs have won four straight. UNLV, meanwhile, has dropped three in a row. Nevada basketballs 10-4 in the Mountain West. They're coming off Saturday's loss at Utah State. The Wolfpack back home tomorrow night against San Jose State. The Golden Knights have won five in a row and lead the NHL's Pacific Division by a point over Los Angeles. Vegas on the road tomorrow night visiting Chicago. The Golden Knights beat the Lightning 5-4 at home on Saturday. This update brought to you by My Auto Service. I'm Bob Stitch from the world-famous Las Vegas Strip with your KMCQ Sports Flash. 
Before new Cascade Platinum Plus, I would pre-rinse all my dishes because my old detergent just wouldn't get them clean. But now, I do dishes differently. And no pre-wash, no rewash, money-back guaranteed kind of different. Because Cascade Platinum Plus has double the grease fighting power of Dawn built right in with twice the scrubbing power, giving me a clean that lets me break all the dish rules. I just scrape, load, and I'm done. Yep. <laughs> so clean. With Cascade Platinum Plus, I dare to dish differently. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Hey, Kevin Wall here. A few years ago, a friend invited me for an evening of fun at Ichabod's Lounge. Now, Ichabod's isn't in my neighborhood, and yeah, I had to drive an extra 10 minutes. Boy, am I glad I did. What I didn't know at the time was that Ichabod's had been there for over three decades and family-owned for over 20 years. It's one of the top gaming bars in Las Vegas with the best promotions and amazing monthly cash giveaways and payouts. And I love their food. Ichabod's features incredible menu items, including seafood, steaks, burgers, pastas, and five daily specials. And their kitchen is open 24 hours a day for you late-night foodies. What do I like best about Ichabod's? Their old-school Vegas atmosphere. Their bartenders and servers are super friendly. When everyone else is cutting back, Ichabod's continues to super serve its customers. And you'll love their nightly entertainment at the piano bar. You want to win? Then I'll see you at Ichabod's Vintage Vegas Dining Gaming Lounge and Piano Bar on East Flamingo at Pecos. The same great show with the same great host. Just at a new time. Live and local with Kevin Wall. Now weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. The President of the United States earlier today in Ukraine meeting with uh, the leadership of that country. Uh, what does it all mean for the President of the United States um, a year into this war going to a war zone? Victor Jenks joining us, three-time-a-week columnist for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. What do you make of it? Well, I think it's a sign of uh, you know the U.S.'s commitment to Ukraine's defense. I mean, I think that's the... That's, uh, you know, it's like when officials go into the Taiwan. It's a sign of, you know, look, if you're attacking here, we're we're not just going to stand idly by. So I think it's a, you know, a strong sign of support. It's, you know, even if you you disagree with uh, with how much money and weapons we're sending over, it's it's nice to see some leadership <laughs> from the president. Um, and, and so I take it as a positive sign. As a guy that is ex-military, um, you may have some thoughts on this. Uh, did we wait too long to send in uh, F-16s? I mean, we, we still have not hooked up uh, pilots with uh, machinery. Um, did we wait too long? You know, I the hard thing is the, the hard thing with 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 this war is that Russia is a nuclear power, and so you you have this you know desire to to defeat Russia. 
to help Ukraine defeat Russia, um, which I think is good and, and understandable and noble. Uh, but the the you know just the the real politic reality of Russia has nuclear weapons and we can't just go and invade Moscow and overthrow the government. Uh, and so the reason that the president held off, um, it, you know, is is that you know how 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 much can we poke the nuclear bear without without you know putting Putin in a corner where he feels like he has to use nuclear weapons. And so uh, I don't think that's a, a an easy answer. Uh, I don't think that's a clear like yeah let's just go all out and and it'll be okay. Like you know I, I don't think we know what the world looks like if if Putin decides to launch a, a battlefield nuclear weapon. Um, and you know, I don't know how you balance America's interest, you know, kind of this long-term interest in, in seeing Russia defeated, which, you know, in many ways, I think we already have, um, versus, you know, are we are we going to humili- humiliate Putin, which he would virtually deserve, obviously, but, you know, is he going to feel like, I'm back in a corner, I've got no choice, I'm going to be dis- deposed, I might as well nuke somebody. Um, and, and that's, I don't think there's a clear answer with that, but I think that's why the caution was there with the F-16s. And, and frankly, I, I am probably a bit more cautious, um, just aware of the downside risk of, you know, if, if Putin uses nuclear weapons, the world's a much, much different place. I want to ask you about presidential politics. We've got a new poll out. Uh, it was taken February 15th and 16th. It is the Harvard-Harris poll. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I'm assuming it's reputable. But, uh, again, it is nothing more than a snapshot a long ways away from the uh, debates, uh, from the primaries, the caucuses, etc. Uh, Donald Trump in this poll, 46%. Ron DeSantis, 23%. But what was surprising is that Mike Pence has 7%, Nikki Haley, 6%, Mike Pompeo, 3%, Marco Rubio, 2%, everybody else, Ted Cruz, Tim Scott, uh, they're all down there at uh, 1% or less. Um, what do you make of this, the fact that uh, Trump right now, 46%, I mean, that's that's good enough to get to the nomination, probably. Well, if the election were held today, it would be. But, I mean, I think, I think that, to me, the takeaway from that is that Trump doesn't have uh, a dominant, a, he's not running away with it, right? It's not like he's locked up the nomination and he's sitting at 75, 80% and everyone running against him is just, you know, doing a fool's errand. What, what this shows is that, you know, a majority of the Republican Party doesn't want the former president to be the nominee again. Uh, and that's, that's a lot of weakness. And that's before uh, anyone else has really campaigned. Obviously, Haley you know, declared last week, but, you know, no one else is really out on the trail and, and, and voters are already starting to look on, well, who's next, you know, who, who's the next option. Uh, and I think, you know, the path of the, you know, the, the presidential nomination fight, it really hinges on, you know, do voters consolidate around an alternative? Because I really think Trump's floor is somewhere around 30 percent. Uh, and so if you've got Trump first, just DeSantis, I think DeSantis wins pretty handily. Uh, if it's Trump versus DeSantis versus Haley versus Pompeo versus Pence versus uh, Tim Scott, you know, and, and a half a dozen other people, you know, then 30 percent starts looking pretty good uh, in terms of, of winning with the plurality. Um, and so I think that's the key question. But if, I, if I'm seeing that poll as Trump, I, I'm seeing, um, you know, a weakness that, you know, that, that, that there's plenty of room uh, for someone else to run and to, to beat Trump. Um, unless the field gets too splintered. 
Uh, in our final couple of minutes, I want to talk about your column uh, today uh, that is out. You can check it out online at Las Vegas Review Journal dot uh, com. I'm assuming, uh, and uh, it is uh, uh, it falls under the heading of what women really want, and it's modern feminism is making girls miserable. Explain what you tried to say in that column. Well, I wanted to to, to kind of look into the factors of uh, why. Uh, so many teen girls, high school girls are feeling suicidal and talking about um, having made a suicide plan. I mean, the numbers are really staggering and, and depressing, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, over the last, this was in 2000, I think it covered 2021. So it was, a, it was a bit coming out of COVID, but it was 57% of girls said they felt so hopeless or sad almost every day for at least two weeks in a row. They stopped doing their, doing their usual activities. 30% of girls said they seriously committed, uh, considered committing suicide, um, which was uh, like a 50% increase from a decade ago. Another quarter percent of girls said they had made a suicide plan. 13% said they had attempted it. Another 4% said they were injured in a suicide attempt. I mean, these are just, just staggering, horrifying numbers. And I wanted to really look in and, and figure out, well, what's changed? You know, what, what has changed that would drive these numbers so high? And, you know, I think there's three you know, foundational pillars of society that have been kind of systematically whittled away. And that's the family. You know, it used to be you'd have a nuclear family, you'd have a mom and a dad, you'd give kids that stability. Um, many kids don't have that. You know, the belief in God has fallen off a, a cliff, especially for, for younger Americans. Um, you know, and then kids are told that America is evil, that, you know, America is something to be ashamed of, and, and they can't even take pride in being an American. Uh, and then you add on top of that, you know, what's basically the, you know, just the bomb of social media and cell phones and, you know, just feeling like, oh, I've got to compete on TikTok and, and, and uh, Instagram and everyone's judging me. Uh, and, you know, girls just, just collectively aren't able to, to handle it. Uh, and I think that's really a tragedy. And I think if you want to fix it, uh, and not just note it and watch <laughs> mental health continue to, to spiral out of control. You got to kind of go to those foundational things and re- repair the damage that's been done. Um, you know, along with looking at the, the, the immediate cause of, you know, social media and the cell phones. And if you've got kids, if you got grandkids who are teenagers, I mean, break their phones, limit the amount of time that are on their phones, get them off the social media sites. Like it's just, it's destructive. It's destructive and corrosive uh, for kids, uh, and there's no other way around it. Is this just the classic uh, uh, depression? Uh, Are we talking John Fetterman here, uh, you know, uh, uh, checking himself into the hospital for for clinical depression? I mean, is is, is that what we're talking about here? Well, I I mean, I don't... I think that situation is different, right, because it, it seems to have stemmed from the you know the stroke and then just having the 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 incredible hard schedule of running for u.s senate all recovering from a stroke i think this is more just um you know kids these teenagers just feel um like they don't measure up like they don't have like they're connected to people kind of on a superficial level but they don't have people to actually talk to um you know you get this misleading impression on social media that everyone's life is great um you know if everyone posts the best 10 percent of 10% 10% of their day, uh, and then all you see is the best 10% of, of someone's day, and you think, well, I had a nice 10%, but, you know, 70% was just kind of blah, and 30% was actually really hard. Like, what's wrong with me? 
Um, you know, these are the kind of things that are, are wearing on people. And then social media is designed to be addictive. It's designed to keep you scrolling, to keep you clicking. Uh, and, you know, you places like TikTok um, basically find out what each individual will keep them watching and keep them hooked. And they just feed them that. And it just it just starts spiraling. It can be very destructive. Do we need to shut down TikTok? And I've only got like a minute, minute and a half. I mean, I think there's concerns about TikTok over the, the Chinese ownership and, and you know, what the, the government of China is doing. Um, I mean, I think, you know, if you asked me, would you rather your daughter smoked a pack a day or was on social media for eight hours a day? I mean, it, it's cigarettes, no doubt, in my personal opinion. Um, you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I, think that, I think there is a place for more regulation on social media use when it comes to kids and how these companies market to kids whose brains aren't fully developed. Um, you know, who just can't process these things and don't have the perspective to, to process these things uh, and to use them responsibly like like adults do. Scary, scary thought. Can it be fixed? I think we'll have to leave that for another time. Victor, always good to visit with you. Thank you so much, my friend. It's always good to talk to you. We'll do it again next Monday. How about it? I look forward to it. Thanks, thanks, thanks man. Uh, Victor Jakes, you can read his stuff in the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, every every day. Uh, three times a week, uh, and it's really good stuff, thought-provoking. And today especially, uh, talking about girls and feminism and TikTok and all of that stuff. Um, stay where you are, more to do. Uh, coming up, uh, 105, Melissa Hardy will join us, Assemblywoman, District 22. What's going on in Carson City? We'll get it uh, from the floor of the uh, uh, State Assembly and uh, Melissa Hardy. We'll do that and more coming up on AM 670 KMZQ. When the whole world seems to be in a state of confusion, Andy Vieira and Mark Thomas help you sort it out. Join the club weekday morning, 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Are you a small business owner? Would you like to turn your social media into an important profit center? Hey, Kevin Wall here, the owner of Battleborn Radio and a longtime client of the SKC Group. The pros at the SKC Group built our corporate website, then they updated that website to make it even more productive. The SKC Group designs and manages areas of digital marketing for a wide variety of businesses. Locally owned and operated, the SKC Group provides fully integrated solutions, whether you need a company brand, graphic design projects, or an engaging mobile-friendly website. What do I like most about the SKC Group? They showed me how an increased web presence can mean more profit for my small business. And who doesn't want more profit? Let the pros at the SKC Group help you and your business. Ask for a free analysis of your current marketing strategies. Call 702-965-2016. That's 702-965-2016. Make that call right now. My Auto Service, serving Las Vegas since 2009. The Lodge family is offering $14.95 smog checks and synthetic blend oil changes. Call 702-242-5432. Let our friendly staff know you're friends of the Lodge family. My Auto Service. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school it can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good healthy food and the energy it brings. 
With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. We want to ensure that all of our kids have healthy meals every day. Thank you. Thank you for helping feed our kids. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Yo! Sorry, man. I took an upper to stay awake. My heart started pounding, so I took a downer to take the edge off. Honestly, I feel worse now. What? One of my friends overdosed after mixing drugs like that. I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah, I definitely won't be doing that again. Well, let's stay online for a bit so I know you're okay. Yeah, man. But let's go. There is no safe way to mix drugs. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Hear inspiring stories that are part of the American landscape every night at 10 on Our American Stories. Everyone has a story to tell, and master storyteller Lee Habib tells them on AM670 KMZQ. Newsmakers, newsbreakers, and everything in between. Live and local with Kevin Wall. Now, weekdays, noon to 3 on AM670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Well, we got a great show still ahead. Melissa Hardy will join us, Assemblywoman from District 22. We are into week three of the uh, 82nd Nevada Legislature. Also, uh, former Representative Maya Flores. She is a, a budding superstar in the uh, Republican Party. She's an Hispanic woman uh, who won a, a, a huge election uh, down in District 34 of the uh, great state of Texas. We'll talk about that um, and 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 what her political future looks like. Uh, she's going to be in town tomorrow. We'll talk about why she's coming uh, to Las Vegas uh, coming up uh, in just a little bit. Um, gentleman Jim Dallas, an amazing, amazing story uh, that has surfaced uh, relative to Kevin McCarthy and Tucker Carlson of Fox News Channel. What is the story? Well, according to an exclusive, it was posted today on Axios. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has turned over a a full trove of surveillance video related to January 6th and the police security cameras and, and what they recorded. And this is something that, well, Nancy Pelosi could have done this two years ago and refused to do. 
because, hey, if the footage is out there, you can't just formulate your own story and then build around it. So now uh, Tucker Carlson and his producers, they were on uh, Capitol Hill last week, and they were uh, digging through. Uh, now, there's I've heard a couple of different numbers, either 14,000 pieces of footage or 41,000 pieces of footage. It's thousands of pieces of footage uh, and many, many hours related to January 6th. Um, and, and this is going to be made public. So what the producers with uh, Carlson's team is going to be doing is they're going to be digging through all this. And you're probably going to see some of uh, th- this information on uh, Carlson's uh, nightly Fox uh, program, which uh, we all enjoy. Or it could be on his, uh, his Fox Nation program, uh, which is uh, two hours in length. Uh, in, and uh, you could see some of it there, too. But bottom line here is the American people need to know, because there are a lot of people related to January 6th that to this day are still behind bars without a trial two years after the alleged event. My, my question is, why not just release it? Generically, why, 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 why give it all to Tucker Carlson? Uh, why not give it to everybody? And that's that's an interesting uh, angle. I mean, just release it. Well, uh, the, the Tucker Carlson people are the ones that have been asking for this. Yeah. So yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's it. But once it gets out there into the uh, the internet stream, I'm sure others uh, are going to be picking up on it. Yep. Uh, more to do as we continue. Um, keep following this story. I'm, I, I can't wait to see some of this footage. I think uh, in a couple of weeks we are going to see some of this. I hope so. I really do. Um, coming up, Melissa Hardy uh, will join us at 105. Uh, Maya Flores will join us at 205. And I've got tickets for, to uh, give away to see Jimmy Buffett. How many of you have never seen Jimmy Buffett in person? Uh, I count myself among that group. I have never seen them in person, but I'm going to try and uh, go on the uh, March 11th. And I've got I've got uh, tickets to give away. We'll do that coming up in just a little bit. I'm Kevin Wall.